Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Mastena Nazarian, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, in addition to being uh, an Alexander teacher, uh, Mastena has two children, one who's seven years old, one who's five years old, and we're going to talk today about her experiences um, with um, parenting of those two children and in particular how she was able to use some basic principles of the Alexander Technique to, to help her in that process. Mastena, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Well, it's good talking good to, to you again. Um, could you, before we get into your parenting experience, for those of, those of our listeners who are not familiar with the Alexander Technique, could you uh, say just a word or two about what that is? Sure. Alexander Technique is a very practical method of self-awareness, and it teaches us to rediscover a sense of ease and poise in whatever we do. Um, so it encapsulates all aspects, both body and mind. And essentially it does that through the skill of teaching us to become aware of what our reactions are to a situation and being able to sort of put a constructive pause between the situation and our reaction. Mm-hmm. And of course, an activity that mothers do is is bringing up children and although as I we were joking about this before the podcast I have pretty much zero uh, direct knowledge of this I could well imagine that there's a lot of times when it would be easy to become reactive yes <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> uh, when when I had uh, when I was uh, giving birth to my son even the birthing situation was uh, uh, quite a bit involved and ended up being uh, an emergency cesarean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and everything went quite well and um, every mom, and, mom and child were both healthy. But uh, it does happen quite often when um, after an emergency caesar, the mother is finding themselves both taking care of their own recovery and the needs of the newborn and um, having found myself in this situation, it was very interesting how I was not able to put a constructive pause between <laughs> what the babies and myself, my, my own needs were and um, how I would end up sort of solving these things. So um, sometimes I would uh, forget to take my pain medication for, for the first few days where you're you know, just recovering from the incision or um, get too involved with, uh, you know, doing too much movement, mm-hmm. even though I should have been resting. And just trying to get the balance in those first few weeks is really, really difficult because um, uh, I think it's a term we have in Australia, your body is not maybe around the world, your body is not your own anymore. Right, um, right, yeah. So it's very difficult to find that where your head is, where your baby is, where your own body is. And um, in retrospect, I think having been aware of Alexander Technique, 
was uh, definitely a positive force, mm-hmm. and I think I would have uh, I would have probably done a lot uh, lot more damage to myself and the, the poor little baby had I not had awareness uh, prior awareness of some of the basic principles of the technique. Mm-hmm. So um, you're, you're saying the technique is not as a, a, a silver bullet for all problems related to childbirth. That there are going to be times when you're just going to be overwhelmed, right? Uh, yeah, and I think um, the most important thing I learned about myself and um, about being a mother was acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm learning that continuously, really. Um, and I think that's one of the main starting points of the Alexander Technique, accepting responsibility and accepting responsibility for your reactions and uh, being able to put the situation um, in a sort of a framework that makes it related to its own thing rather than observing the situation through some sort of a doomsday uh, uh, sort of mind reading um, view. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if, if, if the child is crying and it's three o'clock in the morning rather than uh, making all sorts of uh, presuppositions about what the baby needs or what you need or whether you're going to get up or whether your husband is going to get up, and just 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 stopping and sort of noticing one's own breathing and just saying, "Okay, things are as they are mm-hmm. what what next so and you I know yeah go ahead that, that's really that's really helpful to problem solving well, you know, and I could imagine um uh, people who have gone through childbirth and parenting listening to this and saying. Well, what she's talking about sounds a lot like the sort of advice that people get generally. And what, but in terms sort of operationally in the moment, what does the Alexander technique bring to this that maybe other ideas or methods would not be quite as effective at? What's unique about the Alexander technique in your view for this kind of situation? Well, I think it's um, there, there are many, many philosophies and ways of thinking that have the principles in common with Alexander technique. And I think what makes Alexander technique very unique and uh, made it personally very uh, powerful for me was I was able to notice how my body was reacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to notice um, whether I was sort of compressing into this activity of changing a poopy diaper or I could just sort of find my feet and then change a poopy diaper. <laughs> right. So, uh, and and from there, it, um, especially when you're, one is really challenged for sleep, it's a it's a very powerful way of just recognizing where one's feet are and where one's head is and where mm-hmm. one's spine is and um, having had lessons previously 
to becoming a parent, I think uh, that was just beca- became very practical. Right. So notice myself in space as I was going around now taking care of another person. So um, would you say that uh, maybe a way of saying what you just said is that obviously when something happens and you get upset or you go into an anxiety mode, the the baby's crying or something that uh, creates a sense of unease or upsetness that in addition to that with the Alexander technique you have the ability to actually sense the effect of that upsetness directly on your physical body yeah absolutely and then it's uh, and then you then you yeah. have some very specific and i would say pretty powerful tools that the Alexander Technique embraces or covers that would help you to at least to to release at least some of that extra physical tension. And, yes. of, and of course, that in turn would most likely affect your emotional state. It's hard to imagine it wouldn't, really. I mean, I just want to get at what it is that, from your experience, is is sort of unique about the technique. Because I'm sure mothers mothers are are bombarded with advice on how to deal with pregnancy and motherhood. Mm. And I'm sure some of it would sound a little like what you described earlier, you know, you know, Take it easy, don't, you know, come back to the moment, not whatever. But you're saying there's something, there's something that the te- Alexander technique has that's maybe an extra step, or if you like, or an additional mm. tool that you can yeah. use. Yeah. And Vaughn, uh, very grounded in physicality. It's, a, it's, a, I have to repeat it again. Um, it's, extremely practical it's an extremely practical um way of responding Mm -hmm. and i think what makes it extremely practical is that um special way of learning how to observe oneself in ordinary and let's say uh getting used to parenting for me was a slightly heightened situation and i think the most important uh, thing I learned was that um, you can accept that you can make mistakes mm-hmm. and you're not going to re- get it right and that that as long as you've uh, been present mm-hmm. and been able to you know feed the child keep them clean that sh- an infant especially is extremely forgiving mm-hmm. they won't remember <laughs> whether you got totally tight in the neck five minutes ago or five days ago. They're always ready to teach you and they're always ready for a new opportunity to connect with you. And um, it's quite it's quite a wonderful thing when um, I realize I can learn from this new person and mm-hmm. um, not so much worry whether I got it right. And right. Uh, also that they will respond based on how I'm responding. 
Mm-hmm. So they yeah. they are. I mean, the little little experience I have with uh, babies is. I mean, one thing that's really clear is that they are totally and completely in the moment, in <laughs> in ways that you know even the most advanced Alexander people could never hope to achieve. Yes. Um, they really are are totally present. So it sounds like maybe one aspect of using the technique to help you um, go through these processes is to, to a certain extent, look upon the baby or the, and the child, child too later on as, as a kind of a teacher. Yeah. And that, yeah. that frames yeah. it very differently. Yeah, I remember uh, telling an Alexander teacher that I, you know, I was having a baby, and he wrote back saying, uh, "Congratulations on having swallowed an Alexander technique, teacher." There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, now uh, you had mentioned uh, before we talked uh, about a book, which you found very helpful, and that, in your view, although it was not uh, written by an Alexander person, or wasn't explicitly about the technique, but which in its own way pointed to the very processes that the Alexander Technique embraced. Could you say a little about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, It's a book uh, readily available. Fortunately, I don't remember the author, but it's called Your Self-Confident Baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a very peculiar title, but very cute. And um, it talks about the process of observation and also the very present tool of actually speaking to the child, even mm-hmm. though you know they might be three days old or three minutes old, mm-hmm. um, you actually uh, wouldn't dream of not speaking to your dog before you're about to take him for a walk. Right. <laughs> This was an analogy that was made where the mother is uh, kind of very hurriedly, uh, you know, dressing or changing the infant, but they're talking to the dog, you know, mm-hmm. you know, rough, rough, wait, and I'll be feeding you in a minute. And uh, so they're communicating with words with an animal, but we forget to use that same um, skill basically to calm our own nervous system as we um being a carer for this human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very, very important for me exactly for that idea of calming my own nervous system to speak to the child and tell them what will be coming next. I'm picking you up now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the changing table. I'm going to open your diaper now. I mean, it was. I, I had to... Do it to that level, uh-huh. and uh, it seemed to work. And I can't tell you how or why, but it seemed really um, sort of a natural thing to use one's voice mm-hmm. um, to calm myself down. And at the same time, I was really using my hands as well. Mm-hmm. So, of course, and and it's not. Totally crazy to think that at some level the baby got it. Not, not obviously uh, intellectually processing it, but yep. picked up on your 
on the vibes, so to speak. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Now, could could you say a little more about that book? Because I think you said it came out of a specific set of experiences uh, in Hungary after World War Two. Uh, yeah, apparently there was uh, the orphanages there where um, they didn't have great sort of a nurse to baby numbers, but for uh, some reason it was advocated that they both listen and speak to the babies mm-hmm. uh, as they went around a very arduous routine. I could, you know, a worn, torn sort of world, and you, know, you had lots of little babies without parents. Mm-hmm. Must have been a stressful situation. Um, so just the nurses were trained to make more of themselves by using very basic and clear communication as they were taking care of the infants. And um, apparently they, the result was that the, the children who grew into young adults and then adults who uh, left and came through the orphanages were able to um, sort of blend in with society very successfully, mm-hmm. you know, and... Uh, and how would you relate that to to um, basic Alexander principles? Well, uh, I think the idea, the principle that uh, the mind and the body respond to one another mm-hmm. and that when we give the basic directions that Alexander devised for the more natural use of the head, neck, and torso relationship to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, our body responds. And, right, uh, yeah. Well, of course, Alexander and, yeah. didn't think there was any, really any difference between mind and body. They were just two aspects of the same thing. Yes, yes, and, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's a, uh, one of those universal aspects. And I think my favorite take on that is uh, uh, S. Suzuki, who says, well, body and mind are one, mm-hmm. uh, and body and mind are not one. They're both one and not one. <laughs> so right, I think that's, right. yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the, um, you know, he, I think his words are body and mind are um, both one and sort of separate at, as well. And I think that's really useful because if if our body is very 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 um, um, shall I say as a as a parent of a new parent of an infant um, who's just gone through a cesarean section very under cared for, mm-hmm. um, we can get it's really easy to get wrapped up on, in in that and say when am I going to get any sleep? Who's going to cook the next dinner? Mm-hmm. Uh, when is this when is this cut going to heal and it's really easy to get wrapped up in that where you can say well my my body and mind are part of the same thing if my body's not exactly where i want it to be i can use my mind to uh make the best of it right right does right. that does that seem yeah that clear? i mean that's kind of a basic alexander idea in general that yeah. What that what the whole when, when you come for Alexander lessons, what what a teacher is helping you 
learn to do is make the very best use of the situation as it is right now. And that situation itself may well change and improve over time. But where are you right now? What are you capable of doing? Or how Mm. easily are you capable of doing things? Um, mm. can help you move in that in that direction and i can I can certainly imagine that even apart from all of the the so let's say the emotional or mental uh aspects of it um pretty soon there's going to come i mean well even right away there's going to come some physical issues in terms of moving and and carrying the baby even without a C-section. I mean, it's going to come. There's a lot of actual physical labor in parenting, right? Yeah. yeah and, I mean, and the uh, technique can, can certainly help with that in a, in a way that I think is pretty, would be pretty obvious for anyone who is familiar with the technique. But I just sort of wanted to add that little aspect of it. Um, uh, Mustena, Mustena, is there anything that we haven't, covered that you would like to especially mention before we come to an end um no not really it's just that i uh very very honored to be a parent and uh it's not it's not always easy but it's uh in in extremely fulfilling kind of experience and i think that's also similar to the learning the Alexander technique. <laughs> and if you are a parent or you're going to be a parent and there are Alexander teachers, if there's an Alexander teacher near you, um, might be worth exploring. Yeah. And uh, we'll put a link to um, uh, Mastena's website. If you're in the Melbourne, Australia area and you want to have Alexander lessons from someone who has firsthand knowledge of parenting, uh, give her a call. Um, so my guest today has been Mustena Nazarian. And um, Mustarian, thank you so much. No, Mustena, sorry. I'm, I'm, conf- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble with names tonight. Mustena, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Robert.